Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, we are getting down to the wire kind of here of amateur baseball, summer happening, uh, football teams already begin practice next Monday. So only, what is that, five days? No, we're recording this on a Thursday, four days from now. There's already going to be fall sports happening. So it's kind of all all starting to gear up here. It's kind of the calm before the storm, it feels like. Yeah, no, I mean, we're just rapid, or we're just going to be starting up region tournaments here for amateur baseball, which is also exciting because we got probably four or five more weekends of baseball um, to watch. But then, like you said, a lot of previews and a lot of different things that we're going to be doing here um, to get ready for the fall high school season. And it's, it's exciting. I know we've been talking about it for the last few weeks where it's like, all right, we're only two weeks away from the start of football. And then it became one. And now it's like, okay, now we're actually getting close. So I think we're, we're starting to get excited. And I, I know the coaches are. We've been texting some of the coaches. And I know all the coaches are getting excited for the fall season. I will say I do like the summer. So if we can just kind of hold on to August for a little bit, that'd be great. But no, definitely excited for the fall season. For sure. And, you know, it's it's going to be a good time where I guess we're still going to see if, if, you know, if it goes ahead kind of as normal, if there's any, you know, if COVID mandates come back into play eventually partway through the season, anytime it's going to be kind of a guessing game again this year. At least it, it seems like, you know, training camp or, you know, um, first practices are going to begin somewhat like years past and we'll see where it goes from there. So um, there's always that on the horizon too. And we're, you know, there's sports like volleyball indoors. And sadly, I don't think we're going to be away from having to focus on those kind of things and have that dictate kind of how we cover things or what we're able to cover. So um, we can cross our fingers and be hopeful uh, that things will go as planned. But as we've learned kind of the entire time we've done this podcast, that's just probably not how it's going to go. Yeah, it's always a week-by-week case. I mean, luckily, I will say that the schedules look like they are full season, full schedules. They're not shortened, so that should be exciting. Um, we'll have, you know, eight eight weeks of regular season for football. We'll have the normal weeks and, and schedules for volleyball and soccer and such. So, I mean, it looks pretty normal if you look at it black and white, but like you said, I mean, every week it'll be a new challenge as we get through not only COVID, but now this Delta variant as well. So that's something we'll kind of keep an eye on as we go. We'll obviously inform people if anything would change or hopefully it'll just be kind of business as usual if, if all things go the right way. So um, we'll talk about kind of our prep coverage near the end of the podcast, kind of what the next weeks are going to look like for this podcast. Um, and also um, stories you can expect and, and what sports will be out in practices and um, when games kick off, too. So um, we'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. First, we're going to start with amateur baseball because um, that's kind of the, the top dog right now, especially as we enter postseason here. 
Um, and we were at a game last night to begin region play, but we're going to start back last Saturday where I was at um, the Sauk Valley League's uh, championship game for, um, you know, just a league championship, which leads into regions. Um, it was the Muskies and uh, the Sartell Muskies and the St. Joseph Joes were playing in that one. Um, and that was that was a really good one. Um, you know, the, the big story was Tim Burns from the Muskies. He hit his 100th career um, home run in amateur baseball, which um, he hit his 99th when uh, we when I saw the Muskies and Stone Ponies play, you know, um, I think it was about a month ago or more. So um, he'd been sitting on 99 for quite a while. Um, he wanted to get that kind of um, monkey off his back before the playoffs start. It didn't work that way, but he ended up hitting hitting it at home. It was like the exact same, basically, um, of his 99th home run too. just, you know, first inning, blasted it right over the left field line, barely got, you know, any height at all. It just was a rocket straight over. Um, and it was for his, it was the first run of the game too. Um, and that was the only run for a really long time in that game too. Um, so, you know, that was just, it was a really close game. The Joes kept it close, had some good pitching. Um, Sartell couldn't really, they left a lot of guys on base, couldn't really take advantage in a lot of situations. Um, and it ended up being a seven, nothing win for the Muskies. Um, they got some kind of big plays in later innings. They started stringing some hits together. Um, the Joes had some errors, which has kind of hurt them all year long. They kind of came in some bad spots, and Muskies take advantage like really good teams do. So um, they did end up getting that number one seed out of the league playoffs. Um, David Dominski was on the mound, pitched his usual, um, you know, not giving up any runs, a lot of strikeouts. Um, so Muskies are now 30-1, and one, which is just insane to say. Um, and they're, they're riding high. They've been scoring a lot of runs through the, this entire league playoff stretch. And as they kick off regionals here on Saturday, I think they play at, um, 11 AM is their first game on Saturday. So, um, not much to say other than they're still firing on all cylinders and they're, they're going to be the favorite in basically every game they play. Yeah. I mean, the big met, the big question is, is what's going to happen regarding pitching. I mean, you're going to need, you're going to need two, three pitchers to kind of get through these next couple weekends and make sure the arms are staying loose. Um, the good part is, is once you get to the state tournament, you can draft um, a handful of guys for your team from teams that didn't advance the state. And that's kind of nice because then you get a few extra arms and you can you know be able to get through the, the state tournament just fine. But that that aspect of getting to the state tournament is probably the most challenging for a lot of these teams. Um, and it started last night. Um, Sartell Stone Ponies took on the St. Nicholas Knicks. Um, and there was a play-in game for the Region 11C tournament. Uh, Sartell was the number six seed coming out of Sauk Valley League, and St. Nick was the number three seed from the Central Valley League. It was a very close game for most of the game. Um, St. Nick was able to get a run in the first inning due to a few errors from the Stone Ponies. But the Stone Ponies came back in the uh, in the third inning. Well, no, second inning. Um, they were able to, to come back in the second inning, and they used a lot of plate discipline, had a lot of walks, um, and just was able to kind of get that get that lead early on. It was three to one early on, and then kind of back and forth. Saint Nick was able to get a few runs, and finally it was tied four four after the fifth inning. And really nothing happened after that, honestly. It kind of seemed like it was maybe going to go into extras. Um, we were going to maybe get some free baseball. And then um, Will Cranes, he was able to get a um, RBI single 
in the bottom of the eighth to score um, Kalen Lewis. And so it was it was nice to see because, you know, Startel Stone Ponies were able to get that lead. And then um, and then Reese, their their relief pitcher, was able to come in and kind of shut everybody down. So it was a really good outing for the Startel Stone Ponies. The main thing that Jeff Amon, um, their manager and also one of their players, um, said was that they're very resilient this year. They'll lose a game and they'll come right back and win a game. Or, you know, they'll be down in a game and come back and win it. Um, he said in past years, with those errors that happened in the first inning, it would kind of snowball and start to kind of affect the game in a sense and affect the players. And this year, it seems like the, a lot of these players just kind of brush it off, no big deal. And then they come back and they, they, they're able to win the game. And so he said it was really nice to see that, especially right afterwards in the second inning, being able to come back and get the, get that lead was crucial. And now they got a double elimination that they're facing um, as they head into the quarterfinals against Kimball. Kimball's the number one seed for the Central Valley League, and they're a very good ball club. They have a lot of veteran talent as well as um, just a history of winning in their in their program. But from what Jeff kind of told me was that they they feel really good. They, they're on their home field because um, all these games are going to be played at the St. Cloud Orthopedics Field in Sartell, and they're the underdogs, so they have nothing to lose. All they got to do is just go out there and play. And so um, I think that's the one thing is just kind of seeing what it's going to be like for um, that matchup, I think it'll be a good matchup too because um, I'm sure they're going to be throwing their number ones. Both of them will be, so it should be a really good matchup there. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of games happening, even Friday night into Saturday, and then also Sunday. So a lot of games happening here in the region, both the region 11C and 15C. Um, I know you'll be kind of going out to I think the 15C tournament on Friday night for the Cold Spring Rockies and the Richmond Royals that rivalry game, but um, should be kind of a fun weekend of, of baseball. Yeah, you know, the Stone Ponies, that's that's kind of been their MO. I know they've kind of hovered around 500 the entire season. You know, they they began, um, you know, their run here in the postseason in the league playoffs, upsetting a number one seed, and then lost two in a row to fall into this situation where it was kind of a play-in or go-home type scenario. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of a wild card, and, you know, they have a lot of younger guys that have a lot of talent, too, so... That can also affect things when you have a lot of younger guys in the lineup. Um, that's just going to be more of a wild card. So we'll see how that goes for them as well. And then on the Muskies end, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they only have to win two games, and then they'll for sure be, you know, one of the seeds. I'm sure they're going to be shooting for that number one seed. But if they even win two games, they'll, you know, be in a spot to get one of those top three seeds that advance to state again. And they've, you know, been at state for basically a decade straight. So that's just an expectation kind of for them at this point. But I know they said that they're pretty confident in their pitching. The thing that they've really struggled with in state has been getting their bats going. And they said also as a lot of their guys and their main lineup has gotten older too, you know, a lot of them are in either late 20s, early 30s. Um, they've just kind of struggled when they've got to that stage and they just haven't been going. They've lost a lot of, you know, 2-1, 3-2 type games. Um, and when you have someone like David Dominski on the mound, that's um, – a big relief, but then even when they've had, you know, their two, three, four options, they're really confident in. They just want to be able to back it up. Um, and it seems like during this playoff stretch, they've been trying to make that a point of emphasis. You know, they've scored at least seven runs in all those games, and they just want to be able to give that support to their pitchers when they do get to the big stage, so they don't just go and, you know, either win one game and go home, or you know, 
lose their first round or they want to make a deep run, which it sounds like has kind of eluded them a lot of their years. Definitely. No, for sure. And I mean, just to kind of go through the region tournaments, um, just the matchups as we start off this, this upcoming weekend, Clearwater will be taking on Wadkins in, this is a um, region 11 C they'll be playing at, at 7:30 on Friday night. Big Lake will be taking on the Sartell Muskies at 11 AM on Saturday. The Sartell Stone Ponies will take on Kimball at 1.30 on Saturday. And Monticello will take on St. Joseph Joe's at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Um, the winners will play on Sunday in the kind of late afternoon, early evening. And the losers will actually be playing either Saturday night late or um, Sunday at noon. So, um, And all of these games will be taking place at the St. Cloud Orthopedics Field in in Sartell. Um, for the fifth, Region 15C, you'll have <clears throat> all of these games will be playing at the Cold Spring Baseball Park in Cold Spring. Um, Richmond will take on the Cold Spring Rockies at 8 o'clock on Friday night. Then you have New Munich um, playing Mere Grove at 5 p.m. on Saturday. Um, St. Martin and Spring Hill will take on each other at noon on Saturday. And then Farming and Luxembourg will be playing at 2 p.m. on Saturday. So the winners will be playing at either Saturday night at 7.30 or 11 a.m. on s Sunday. And the losers will be playing in the afternoon time on Sunday as well. So, And then we'll have another round of baseball happening on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when um, next weekend on the 13th, 14th, and 15th um, for Re Region 11C. The top three teams will advance to the state tournament in 15C. The top four will advance to the state tournament. So a lot to fight for, um, and it's double elimination. So you win, or if you lose, you got to go through the loser's bracket to try and get that top spot or try to get that um, number two spot or whatever. So uh, will be a very interesting couple of weekends. I know a lot of good matchups just looking at it. Just even at the quarterfinals, there's a lot of good matchups. So... I'm sure the closer that we get to those seeds, um, it'll be even better matchups. So looking forward to kind of some fun fun weekends. I will be out there next weekend. Um, Zach will be out there this weekend. So um, we'll have plenty of content. And then like we do always on Monday, I'll write up a quick little story about all the different stuff that happened over the weekend and get you ready for the next weekend um, of action. Yeah, I'll be out at uh, that Cold Spring Richmond game um, tomorrow night. That is already at eight o'clock, and I'm really excited for that one. It sounds like that's, um, you know, it's a game we haven't seen them both those two teams play each other before. It sounds like it's a pretty big rivalry. A lot of fans in the stands. They expect a really good turnout, um, and hopefully the the baseball lives up to that kind of um, atmosphere or excitement going into that first game of region. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, only seen the Rockies once so far this year, and that was in um, an exhibition game. So get to see them um, on a big stage like that will uh, be just good to see and see how they respond to that after, you know, um, coming up a little short in the league, probably from where they wanted to be. So that kind of switched up their seating. So uh, we'll see how they do against Richmond. Yeah, no, I, I heard that there's going to be a lot of fans in the stands for that Richmond Cold Spring game and should be kind of a fun one for that baseball park because – both of them are basically next door neighbors, so should be kind of a fun little rivalry there. And yeah, I mean, overall, just really good matchups to start off this this uh, region tournament, and we'll see who gets those top 
top three or four seeds for each of the tournaments um, in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Well, that'll about wrap up our amateur baseball talks. We're going to come back on the other side. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, mostly just kind of news and notes in the high school scene. There's a lot of co-ops that have been announced that we've talked about in the past. But we actually have coaches who we know um, will be leading those new St. Cloud Crush teams in a lot of different sports, a couple other new coaches at other area schools. Um, so we'll discuss that and then also talk a little bit about what the fall season is going to look like. So uh, thanks for tuning in so far, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. We've had a lot of, you know, kind of new coaching hires, announcements, co-ops, all this kind of stuff. So we think we're just going to um, kind of use the second part of the show to just kind of untangle that for people, let them kind of understand uh, what we're looking at going into either uh, the fall season that's coming up or just um, what it's going to look like on the horizon for the winter and spring, too. So, um, Brian, I'd say the biggest thing is all of the news involving um, the St. Cloud Crush, the new co-op between Tech and Apollo and kind of a wide array of sports. Uh, I believe earlier this week, you kind of finally got the news of who a lot of those head coaches are going to be, because obviously you're joining two programs together. You're only going to have one head coach. So um, decisions had to be made on that front. So you want to run through a couple um, of those co-op coaches, let people know who's going to be kind of taking the reins in those sports. Yeah. So the the five co-ops that were announced were baseball, softball, girls tennis, boys tennis, and girls basketball. Um, the one coach that we do not know as of right now is girls basketball. The rest of them we do know. They were announced. Um, Steve Taylor, he will be the St. Cloud baseball coach. Um, he was the Tech Tigers baseball coach for 23 years, and all, as well as another five years as an assistant. So a lot of uh, familiarity of the St. Cloud area for Steve Taylor. Um, very nice coach. Um, he tech has been uh, went six and six and seventeen um, in twenty twenty one. So um, with these people from Apollo, definitely looking to kind of up that record quite a bit. Um, for Saint Cloud softball, uh, Mike Trevick will be the softball coach for that co op team. Um, he's been the softball coach at Tech for seven years and was also an assistant for one year. The Tigers went 10 and 13 in 2021. Um, they also had a really good push in the section tournament as well. So definitely we'll be looking to kind of keep that keep that um, success going and, and see what they can do um, in 2022. And then for the boys and girls tennis program, no shock here, but Paul Bates will be the head coach for those two programs. Um, he's been the head coach for both programs um, for Tech. For quite a while, um, he has coached the Tech girls ten tennis team for 27 years and the boys tennis team for 19 years. So has a lot of familiarity of the St. Cloud area. He also knows a lot about tennis um, and he's been kind of what, part of this history and program history for a very long time. So some very familiar people coming back, um, very experienced coaches coming back. Or I'm kind of interested to see who will take over that girls basketball position. Um, that's one that obviously we don't know yet, but should be coming out here soon, um, later this week. Um, 
but the other co-op that just got announced this like this morning um breaking news on the podcast here we go um but the nordic skiing team will be a co-op between apollo and tech this upcoming year apollo used to be with sock rapids um they dissolved that co-op mutually and now apollo and tech will become the saint cloud crush in nordic skiing um sock rapids will be on its own for the first time since i think like the mid 1980s so um some some news there on that front don't know who the coach is yet i'm trying to kind of figure that out i would guess it's the tech coach that would be my guess but um i'm not going to confirm that because i haven't gotten any confirmation from any saint cloud school district source yet so um still tbd on that end but um yeah so some news on that front um but also apollo has also had a couple new coaching hires within their own programs um zach maybe you kind of let us know what, what those are yeah i mean it's almost uh it's almost harder to keep track of what the sports are that they're by themselves that they're not in the co-op is kind of the the challenge we're trying to figure out now we're like is that still is that not but these are sports that are just at apollo still um we had uh for boys swimming and diving evan shanley will be the new coach um replacing alex badger who is now the apollo activities director um, and with some rules now, they're not having administrators be uh, head coaches or coaches for the high school team. So um, that was a change, something she kind of had to give up with that new role. Um, and so Evan will step into that role. Um, he's currently the girls swimming and diving head coach um, and will continue as head coach for both programs this upcoming year. Um, so, you know, he has that uh, role as well. So a good background there for him. And then for the girls' soccer team, um, Stephanie Scalarud stepped down as head coach last year. So that will be taken by Fouad Ghazal as the new Apollo girls' soccer coach. Um, I know they've had a couple uh, tough seasons. They were winless last year, so just kind of trying to get back, um, you know, two winning ways. I know they won a couple section games uh, that'd be two years ago and just kind of couldn't come up with that victory last year. So um, looking for strides forward in that for the, uh, those sports are still Apollo only. Um, and then mentioning the crush too, as you talked about, yeah, it's, I think it makes sense. You know, the Nordic news, this wasn't something I guess we kind of even had on our radar, but it does make sense. Cause just like for tennis, they were also Apollo soccer rapids, which always kind of just seemed like um, not, I don't know if random is the right word, but it just kind of was a, wasn't, was something they're not really co-opt in other sports. It's usually Sartell soccer rapids or the St. Cloud schools. So um, I think it makes sense to try to continue just that, this push with the crush that they're trying to do, make that kind of um, other than just have a lot of those schools together, almost a brand in a way, and just something that people can recognize um, and associate with the two schools. So they're co-oping for that. Like you mentioned, um, they've been co-op since 08, but Sock Rapids had their own Nordic team from the mid eighties all the way to 2008 um, that you wrote up this morning. So, um, you know, they're, it's not something that's been recent, but they have had to be on their own for a while in the past. And they've been able to sustain it. So um, like you said, it was mutual. It sounds like it kind of works out um, for everybody. And we'll we'll see kind of how that affects things going forward into the winter as well. And this in the spring where we're going to see a lot more um, of these co-ops for the first time. You know, it's only going to be girls tennis here in the fall. And then, I mean, we're still waiting to see like what the logo looks like, what the colors look like, you know how it all works out. So right now there's still a lot in the air, but um, I think it's just cool that they're kind of getting all these logistics figured out before the school year even starts so that they kind of start fresh with this new brand, this new co-op and uh, see if it pays dividends for them. 
Yeah, that was my mistake. I think I might have said that they were co-op since the 1980s, which is completely false. Um, it's 2008, so <laughs> my apologies on that one. <laughs> you know, Brian, it has been, what, 45 minutes since you wrote the story? So, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> There's been a lot going on since then. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Thanks, thanks, Zach. <laughs> um, and then just to kind of wrap up the coaching scene, um, we do have a few uh, coaching spots that are still open um, that we're waiting to hear who will be replacing those um, positions and such. The the big one that is left on the table right now is Tech Boys basketball. Um, from the sounds of it, we should be hearing by the end of the week who that coach is. Um, from what sources have told me, um, we'll find out if that is true or if that will be pushed into next week. Um, I was told that last week that we were going to maybe figure out who the coach was. So um, not entirely sure. We'll, we'll find out when, when they let us know. Um, the other big one is Sock Rapids wrestling. Um, Cole Wilson stepped down as the head coach after last year. And so they will be finding a new coach for that. Um, that particular sport sounds like mid August. We should be finding out. Um, I think they have to go through the school board process to kind of get it approved and such. And then we'll be able to find out who that wrestling coach will be. Um, Sartell, the two sports that are kind of open right now is girls gymnastics and boys tennis. Um, They both will be kind of still, they're still on the hunt to find out who will be that head coach. And then for Ricori, um, girls and boys lacrosse will be having some vacancies right now. So I'm looking to see who will replace those. Um, otherwise, Apollo has um, looks like they have filled up all of their positions for the upcoming school year. Um, and then Albany and Cathedral, they had no um, new coaching changes, um, except for obviously the, the the couple that were, I think, announced back in like May when we had like boys hockey and I believe boys basketball. So um, those two were filled quite a while ago. But Otherwise, no other changes on Albany and Cathedral's front. So that's kind of what we know as of right now. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been a lot of movement. I think this is, you know, this is our first, um, well, if you want to call it normal, I don't really, but it's somewhat more of a traditional kind of summer, you know, late spring. So this is probably kind of more normal with COVID last year. There wasn't as much turnover in coaches. You weren't getting a lot of, in some cases, a lot of new coaches coming in or it kind of all came at once. It didn't kind of come um, sporadically or through kind of a string throughout the summer. So um, there will be a lot of new faces. It seems like um, they're all, all those pieces are kind of falling into place now. Like Brian mentioned, a couple of vacancies still, but um, kind of on the horizon of knowing what all that's going to look like for next year. So um, exciting to have kind of all that news wrapped up. Brian's really good at kind of breaking that, getting that out right away. So always check sctimes.com um, to look for the updates on those kind of things. Um, and I think we'll finish off here just talking a little bit about um, what you can expect for this fall sports season. So like we mentioned next week, the the football teams that are going to be playing a zero-week game, which they're going to be playing a week earlier kind of than the traditional schedule, they'll begin their two weeks of practice next week um, of their kind of training camp period. Um, and I think I believe we have four of our seven teams are going to be um, practicing during that time. So we're going to start to get out to a couple of those practices next week begin our football previews, and then the following week, um, everyone starts. So all the rest of the fall sports, your, you know, football, well, actually, well, the other three football teams will start that week. You have soccer, volleyball, both cross countries, uh, girls swimming, girls tennis. Um, So it's all going to start kind of coming all at once. So our kind of plan to attack that 
is going to be we're going to have just kind of players to watch um, in all of those different sports. You know, there'll be some discussion of the teams, um, you know, who some of the favorites are, some of that kind of stuff. But it will be mainly kind of um, focused around who either, you know, the top 10, the top five players are, what position players in football, kind of some of those things for um, a lot of the sports, just to kind of let people know what athletes um, are probably going to be the biggest, you know, difference makers in the area coming up for this season and what we can kind of glean from the coaches during that time. So we're going to be out at a lot of different practices for different sports, talking to all these coaches, kind of compiling this, but um, you can expect for all the different sports, at least um, some type of coverage of what players to watch. And then um, as usual with football, there's probably going to be a little bit more of a team by team breakdown, separate stories, but um, there's going to be a lot coming through the rest of the month. This is kind of our last week to, to breathe easy a little bit. Um, you know, it's kind of nice. We have those zero week teams, so it starts up a little slower next week. I'm going to be off for part of the week, but at least it won't um, completely crush Brian next week. And then we'll both be here um, for when it kind of all the madness starts uh, on the 16th. So, I mean, it it's coming quick. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this is kind of like payback from last year because when football all of a sudden just surprisingly started out of nowhere, I went on vacation for an entire week, and so Zach had to do, like, all seven previews on his own. So I feel like this is kind of payback, even though he's still going to be doing half of the work. But, uh, but yeah, we'll... Yeah, I'm nice. We'll, like. we'll be working together, and um, and basically from the sounds of it, how we kind of are coordinating things is starting on Friday, August 20th, you'll be getting content basically on a consistent basis in the paper. Um, of all the different previews for whether it's football, volleyball, any of the sports. Um, we'll just kind of keep a running running list going for the next, I would say, like a week and a half, honestly, um, because that's what we're going to need for print product to get all of these previews out. So a lot of content is going to be coming your way. Um, along with that, we're going to be doing a lot of different stuff um, this upcoming fall with um, different performers over the week. Um, top performances like we've done in the past. Um, Zach will probably continue doing his football stat sheet um, that he did last year when we were doing um, football. Um, we'll also be doing some different ways of looking at the story. Instead of doing maybe a gamer, we'll probably do more of like takeaways, different things that we saw at the game um, that night. We'll still be covering stuff Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, as well as Friday night football. So we'll still be out in the community um, our, our goal will continue to be to take pictures of every single sport and every single team like we have been doing in the past couple of um, seasons. So that is still not going to change. Um, but a lot of or some of our ways of telling those stories will probably change a little bit. Um, but it'll probably hopefully be in the benefit of the readers um, and the listeners. The other good part is, is, you know, yes, we might not have a break, breakdown team by team for every single sport for the previews. But we have this podcast. And so um, our goal is, is we're going to probably go a little bit more in depth when we go on to these podcasts because we have the ability to talk for, you know, an hour or so. Um, maybe do one podcast that's f fully looked at football and then the other podcast will break down all the other sports or something. Um, we're not entirely sure kind of how it's going to go, but that's kind of our thought process right now. Um and we might have multiple podcasts during a week just because we have a lot of content to give to you guys. So um, that could also be another option that we might do. So the the beauty is, is we have a lot of different avenues that we can go through, um, whether that's print product, online, videos, podcasts, 
um, that we can give that we can give the readers everything that they need. So um, you will not be cut short. That that's what we're trying to get at because we have a lot of stuff in plan um, and in place for this upcoming year. And I think Zach and I are both really excited about this upcoming fall because it's normal ish. Um, but we would say normal compared to last year <laughs> and we have a lot of fun activities. And then we also have St. John's football as well coming, which Zach is, will be, will be covering a lot of that on Saturdays as well. So seems like a lot of the sports are coming back. A lot of the teams are coming back and, um, we're just getting ready. We're getting excited to get this ball rolling. Yeah. And I mean, there's, yeah, like you mentioned, there's St. John's football. That's, you know, a top 10 ranked team. You have St. Cloud men's soccer starting their first season. Um, there's a lot of good volleyball college teams in the area too. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be stuff kind of all over the map, but like Brian said, yeah, I mean, I don't, I believe next week we'll probably won't be podcasting just cause I'm going to be on vacation during that stretch of the week. And we're kind of going to be organizing everything for this fall push. Um, but then I would say starting kind of that, um, that the following Wednesday, we probably will be at most football practices at that point, or we'll probably podcast, give people an idea of what we're up to that week. And then, like Brian said, there might be some weeks we do two podcasts during this kind of stretch through the end of August or early September. Um, for sure, one podcast a week, usually middle of the week, like we have been doing, either a Wednesday, a Thursday, it just kind of depends how our schedule falls. But um, we're still going to continue to bring that, go to all these sports. There's going to be a lot to break down and get to. And, you know, already, if you look at the schedule, um, which we did finish the fall sports schedule, our kind of personal online um way to put together all our scoreboards. That's always a big relief when both of us can finish that off, check that off our list. Um, and girls tennis already has matches Thursday, August 19th. Um, boys, girls, soccer, swimming, volleyball, they all start on the 26th of August, that Thursday. And then that Friday, August 27th is Friday night football already. So um, it's coming quick. It's coming fast. We're in August um, and it's here and we're excited to, to finally get to this fall season. The main thing is, is uh I think Dave and I just need to beat Zach this year in football picks. I think that's kind of the main goal for us because last year he kind of kicked our butts pretty good. Um, so this year I think we're kind of on a mission that we're just going to zone in on Zach and make sure to get that crown. So We'll see. I don't know. You're going to be coming for the king. We'll see what happens. But um, <laughs> no, that, that'll be fun to get back to too. And like you mentioned that, um, you know, we're going to be having those picks and kind of our things to watch each week. We're also going to have a story. We're going to print those. So, um, so it's official. It's out there for the record, I guess, too, this year for everyone, even before we get to Friday night, what they're going to be. Um, if you don't want to just take our word for it, it'll be online and then print too. So um, we'll have our picks, all that kind of fun stuff back um, to kind of lead us through the fall season. And as always, we'll talk about the other sports um, features, things we see along the way. But um, I think that kind of sums up our plans going forward and what this is going to look like. Is there anything else uh, we didn't touch on, Brian, or you want to add before we wrap up today? No, I think, I mean, like like we you were kind of saying, this weekend I'll be gone. Um, we're still kind of in vacation mode a little bit, um, trying to get those last PTO days out um, before the fall season hits. So I'll be out this weekend. You'll be out next week and weekend. We'll both be gone the following weekend. Um, but then when football starts, August 27th, we'll be here. Um, so and the week before that. So to start off all of the different sports. So a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming your way. I would just encourage you to stay at sctimes.com. There'll be plenty of stuff coming out. We might not have a ton right now, but there will be stuff coming sooner than later. So 
Uh, make sure to check that out. And thank you to everybody that's listening. You'll be getting a lot of a lot more stuff coming here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, these podcast times are probably going to start doubling. You're going to be like, okay, well, now it's too long. Like, can we go back to when it was like 25, <laughs> 30, 35 minutes? I could actually finish it without it, you know, taping up my whole day. Yeah, so we'll see. But if you like longer podcasts, it'll probably be for you as we go forward here and get back to all that um, the high school and college seasons are going to have to offer. So um, I think that'll about wrap up the show for today. So once again, thank you for everyone to tuning in to the SC Times Sports Report podcast, and we will see you again next time.